It's the Kim Monson Show, analyzing the most important stories. I find that it takes work to get your brain around these ideas, and it takes work to engage in these conversations. The latest in politics and world affairs. With what is happening down at the State House, I used to think that it was above my pay grade to read the legislation, and it's not. Today's current opinions and ideas. I see big danger in as much as we will be giving an unelected bureaucratic the power to make rules about what we inject into our body. Is it freedom or is it force? Let's have a conversation. Indeed. Let's have a conversation and welcome to the Kim Munson Show. Thank you so much for joining us. You're each treasured, valued. You have purpose today. Strive for excellence, my friends. We were made for this moment. And thank you to this team that I get to work with. That is producer Steve, Zach, Patty, Keith, Charlie, Jen, Echo, all the people here at Crawford Broadcasting. It is Thursday, producer Steve. I can't believe it. <laughs> okay. Uh, thankful and thought-provoking Thursday. Oh, thought-provoking. It is. I like that a lot. Very good, producer Steve. So, uh, hey, I mean, check out our- oh, with all on. that's going on, if your thoughts aren't stirred, then you must be dead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, people are, oh my gosh, people are starting to pay attention. There is so much going on right now. Uh, so be sure and check out our website. That is Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N.com. Sign up for our weekly newsletter. You will get first look at our upcoming guests, our most recent uh, essays and podcasts. You can email me at Kim at KimMunson.com. And thank you to all of you who uh, support us. We are truly an independent voice. We search for truth and clarity by looking at these issues through the lens of freedom versus force, force versus freedom. If something's a good idea, you should not have to force people to do it. And my friends, it's never compassionate ever to take other people's stuff. And this is going to be, this is going to be a really hard one, Steve, but I'll, I'll continue on with this. It's never compassionate to take other people's rights, property, freedom, livelihood, opportunity, or lives via force. And it could be a weapon policy, unpredictable and excessive taxation, fear, coercion, government induced inflation, the world economic forum, Davos globalist elites agenda. Or the new 87,000 IRS agents that are authorized in the Democrats' Im- Income Reduction Act. Uh, so, um, you know, I think we- there's now seven, and the things you just listed, there's seven, maybe eight of those. We ought to go step through those every so, sometime when we have some time and, and rate them on a scale of one to ten. Like the first one is a weapon. Well, it's not a weapon yet, but it is policy. And, you know, when those eight, one of those 87,000 IRS agents come to your door, they're going to be brandishing a weapon or they're mm-hmm. going to have one on their person. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because they're training them with that instead of a calculator. And, uh, and, and <laughs> doesn't this, everyone knows the number is 87,000. Where did they arrive at that figure? Who knows? Yeah. Who, act, who actually knows? Somebody and, does. So last night, okay, so last night the girls were over. So first of all, I did the Hooters Wings special. Buy 20 wings, get 10 for free. And um, these wings were ample. They must have come off of birds that were like Dolly Parton birds because these wings were just, they were, they were, they were great. And uh, I got the uh, smoked, which is half the calories, um, 
crispy, which I love, uh, and then half lemon pepper rub and half uh, Texas barbecue rub, and they were absolutely delicious. So Wednesdays are Wednesday at Hooters Restaurants. Hooters Restaurants, great uh, sponsors of both the shows, and it's a super interesting story. It's a, how they became sponsors of mine. It's the story about freedom and free markets and capitalism, and that is at my website, but be sure and uh, check that out. But we've got we've got a very interesting thing going on, and they've been really smart on this, and that is that we started to go over the issues that are going to be on the ballot and nobody knows what the there's 11 statewide issues plus there's um uh, there's a municipal and there are county and school board issues there's all this ballot's going to be a very full as well and nobody knows about what's going to be on the ballot or very few people and so we talked about it last night and one of them i'm calling it a bad boy is a uh, income tax increase um I guess it's uh yeah it's a, it's an income tax increase for people that make more than supposedly three hundred thousand dollars. It limits their deductions from their federal. It, it's complicated. That's the first thing. Uh, second thing, it's a progressive income tax because it puts people in two different uh, classes: those above three hundred thousand and those that are less. So on principle, the fact that laws are supposed to be uniform across the the. Uh, across the uh, spectrum. It goes against that, but it's to healthy lunches for school children. It's a $100 million tax increase. But I have had two compassionate moms say to me, I, I, I think I would be for that because I care about feeding hungry children. So I'm going to be working on the um, uh, uh, the voter's guide on that, and I'm a no on it. But the messaging on this is is really tricky because compassionate people say, I don't want children to go hungry. And that is how the Marxists are pushing this income tax uh, increase. And so I've got to really get my brain around it. And I would appreciate help on this because these are two women who I love dearly that have said, I might be for that. So I'm I'm concerned how how I'm going to be able to... uh, to make the case on this. So it's, I, I, I would appreciate help on that. Uh, so let's jump over here to our quote for the day. And this is one that Steve found. And this is from uh, George Wilhelm Friedrich Hegel, a German philosopher. And I, I actually, Steve, I'm thinking that he was one of those that, that came out of that Frankfurt school, but, but it's an important quote. And so I need to do some more of my history, my learn a little bit more on my history, but he's considered one of the most important figures in German idealism. One of the founding figures of modern Western philosophy, uh, with his influence extending to the entire range of contemporary philosophical issues from epistemology, logic, and metaphysics to aesthetics, philosophy of history, philosophy of religion, political philosophy, and the history of philosophy. So he was born in 1770 and he died in 1831. And I'm, I'm, again, I'm not sure. I don't think that, I'm not sure that he's really, when they say Western philosophy, I'm not sure it's the Western philosophy that totally believes in like the American idea, but the quote's important. And it, he said this, he said, history indeed is little more than the register of crimes, follies, and misfortunes of mankind. But what experience in history teaches is this, that people and governments have never learned anything from history or acted on principles deduced from it. Wow. <laughs> yeah, it is a wow. And uh, again, Steve, I'm not sure that... I'm not sure he's one of the the good guys as um 
uh, you know, as we look at, at philosophy and um, the Western philosophy. But anyway, uh, we will continue to check on that. But it's such an and and that's the other thing is is, is these these guys they understood history, they understood human nature and the founding fathers understood it and and they put in place this this limited government but uh, bad guys understood it as well so um it flies in the face of the other quote though that says those who don't learn anything from history are condemned to repeat it and boy do we see that yeah true true that but there's <laughs> there's some rather historical stuff going on right now when we're doing the pre-call did you say uh, historical or hysterical uh, well, it's a little of both, I would say, and that's what these uh, border governors are doing. And uh, you came across across this with uh, what they're doing, and it is uh, historical and hysterical. So, uh, what is that exactly? Well, they're you know they're what they call in the war when the, when the bombing they, they surgical or precision bombing. Well, these guys are precision, whatever you want to call this, Desantis flies governor DeSantis of Florida to, flies migrants to Martha's Vineyard cool and then Abbott at the same time is still sending buses to DC only this particular I guess it was two buses ended up outside of Kamala Harris's residence after she declared Sunday that the border is secure by the way uh yes and uh so it is uh, I, there's the tragedy of this open border and then the, uh, I guess in a way it's hysterical. I mean, the hypocrisy is amazing. And the fact that, as you mentioned, these are kind of like precision, uh, moves on both of these governors. I think, I find it absolutely fascinating now to see what's going to happen because this is, these two moves are moves that the radical activist Democrats never ever expected. And then, of course, the reaction from Lori Lightfoot, uh, Mayor of Chicago, Muriel Bowser, Washington, D.C., Eric Adams in New York. And unfortunately, and uh, Patty has brought this to my attention, is Denver uh, has said that they are a, a, a sanctuary city. And, um, you know, we might be next, Steve. And uh, we've uh, actually, we really are a sanctuary state already because um, just not not because governors are sending it, but, but straight up I-25 from the border. Uh, Denver is um, is a is a border state at this or Colorado is a border state at this particular point in time. And of course, they get into these sanctuary cities, these sanctuary states, and then our borders are open across the United States, which is how we love it. And uh, they can go anywhere. So um, pretty. Oh, and I guess the most disturbing thing besides. Kamala Harris saying that the border is secure is that oh and also we must uh, we must move forward with the pathway to citizenship for all these people. Well, they probably want to try to get that done before this election because they want they think that they think that all these uh, well okay path to citizenship. The next thing that means is they want them to vote, and that's why not having our elections secure and uh, oh. And, uh, you know, we all saw that um, Mike Lindell was um, at a fast food restaurant and um, the FBI showed up and demanded. uh, They said they had a subpoena for his phone. My friends, this is rather remarkable. The FBI can show up at a Hardy's restaurant uh, and take take Mike Lindell's phone. But yet, on the other hand, the southern border is totally open. Um, crime is is rampant, and I mean this 
This is truly an attack on the American people. One other thing before we get to break, and that is this potential um, rail, um, this union uh, rail workers strike. It will be close to devastating to our economy. And first of all, I, I have to say I'm really disappointed in the rail union that at this particular point in time that they would use the leverage right now for a rail strike. But what that would do to the American economy, it would would it would be close to devastating. And so uh, I was thinking, you know, I think Biden should do a uh, Ronald Reagan when the um, air traffic controller struck, uh, did it, struck. And that is he said, fine, goodbye. And he hired other people. And I, I, act, I really think that's what should happen. And uh, so that is uh, of great concern that we might have that going on here because um, all of these policies and people are starting to pay attention. But everyday hardworking people taking care of their families, all this stuff that we have talked about underneath the surface. And you, you all who are listening, and I know we're getting new listeners every day, you're becoming more and more informed on what is happening but not having the southern border secure, uh, having Biden and um, all of his cronies so cozy with the Chinese Communist Party, and um, then all of these policies, this gut-wrenching inflation that's going on, and then higher taxes and hiring IRS, IRS agents and arming them, all the meanwhile trying to disarm law-abiding citizens, it's it's remarkable what's going on. That's why this Constitution is so important. And uh, that's why what's happening up in Grand Lake is so amazing this week with their U.S. Constitution Week. And so we're going to go to break, and we're, we'll talk again with Mark Aville, who is the president of the uh, Grand Lake U.S. Constitution Week, and then Steve Watts, who is the founder of Dotcero, which is a great... Um, I, I mean, I, I've, I've known Dotcero... Since almost since they began, and uh, I don't think they really. I I think he doesn't say that they're jazz, but they're just it's beautiful music. So uh, he's uh, Dot Cerro is going to be pre- performing on Saturday at uh, U.S. Uh, at Grand Lakes U.S. Constitution Week, as well as at the church service the next day. So we're going to talk with both Mark Avil and Steve Watts when we come back. Inflation is rocking our boats, especially for individuals on fixed incomes. If you are 62 years or older, mortgage specialist with Polygon Financial Group, Lauren Levy, can help you navigate this inflation squeeze with a reverse mortgage. Additionally, if you are considering buying a new home, refinancing your existing home, or consolidating high interest debt, it's not too late to lock in an interest rate before interest rates increase again. Don't wait. Kim Munson recommends you call Lauren Levy today at 303-880-8881 for a no-cost consultation. That's Lauren Levy at 303-880-8881. Are you concerned about the curriculum taught in government-run schools? Are you concerned about CRT and sexual indoctrination worldview agendas taught to your children in government-run schools? Are you concerned that your children are not receiving a quality education in the government-run public schools? Have you considered homeschooling but don't know where to start? Christian Home Educators of Colorado, or CHECK, has answers. You can homeschool. Go to check.org start. Kim Munson highly recommends Christian Home Educators of Colorado. 
Reclaim your child's education by going to chec.org slash start today. You'd like to get in touch with one of the sponsors of The Kim Munson Show, but you can't remember their phone contact or website information. Find a full list of advertising partners on Kim's website, kimmunson.com. That's Kim, M-O-N-S-O-N dot com. And welcome back to the Kim Munson Show. I'm Kim Munson. Be sure and check out our website. That's Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N dot com. Sign up for our weekly newsletter there. And you can email me at Kim at Kim Munson dot com as well. Thank you to all of you who support us. We are an independent voice. We search for truth and clarity by looking at these issues through the lens of freedom versus force, force versus freedom. If something's a good idea, you should not have to force people to do it. And... um I'm just thrilled to have on the line with me again, Mark Avell. He is the president of Grand Lakes U.S. Constitution Week, which is going on right now. It began on Monday, and it will end on Sunday. Constitution Day is September 17th, and that is Saturday this week. That is the uh, main event. And Mark Avell, um, welcome to the show. How are things going? Good morning, Kim. Thank you for having us on your show again. Things are going very great. Uh, we, we're having... An amazing 11th annual Grand Lake U.S. Constitution Week up here in Grand in the beautiful town of Grand Lake. And uh, on the line also is Steve Watts, and he's the founder of Dotcero. Steve, welcome to the show. Good morning, Kim. I'm um, delighted to be with you guys this morning. Good morning, Mark. Uh, it's it's an honor to be on your show. Well, it's great to have you. And Dot Cero on, uh, well, tell us about Saturday. Well, uh, Mark, tell us, uh, we've got Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. So what uh, what's happening today? So today we have two speakers, Kim, one at 11 a.m., and the gentleman will be talking about the Constitution and the Warrior. Uh, we also have a trivia contest at 3 p.m., which you can go to our Facebook page to... Um, Learn more about those details. And at uh, 6 p.m., we'll have Ambassador Richard Jones. He's going to talk about what the Constitution means to a member of the deep state. Um, but we're really honored to have Steve on on the line, and I'm hoping that he'll have some time to discuss how Dotsero, Steve Watts, are on their second annual Grand Lake U.S. Constitution Week. Well, and so Friday, tomorrow... Uh, 11 a.m. will be Jay Bowen, What Makes Our Constitutional Republic Unique in History, and 6 p.m., Helen Raleigh, who is a friend uh, and um, has been on our, our show regularly. She immigrated from China, and uh, that will be about how to protect our republic from becoming a Marxist tyranny like China. But then on Saturday, there's this 9 a.m. dedication of the Veterans Memorial Park, a uh, flyover. Of, is it, it's two F-16s. Is that what's on? Is that is that right, Mark? They're going to buzz the town, Kim. It's going to be amazing. Awesome. And then the parade at 1030. 1130 is the um, festivities in the park. 1230 is the keynote speaker. But at 2 o'clock in the afternoon is uh, a concert by Dot Cero. Steve Watts, tell us how you and Mark got connected because it's so cool. I mean, I, I love Dot Cero. And uh, so you're going to be doing this concert. So how did you and Mark get connected? Well, we got connected uh, basically through um, our our love of music and um, uh, our 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 joint um, 
uh, enthusiasm for the, the saxophone, the instrument, the saxophone. It, most people don't know this, but Mark plays saxophone as well. And uh, so we were, uh, we were studying together and, and working um, on uh, his uh, saxophone skills um, years ago. And we, got, we hooked up during uh, the t- a time when we were, you know, Dot Sarah was, um, you know, beginning to uh, open up our own place in downtown Denver. Uh, called Jazz at Jacks, which turned into Live at Jacks, um, and so you know we have that connection of of the love of music, and then through that we we found out that we had very very similar views of love of country, and uh, love of of uh, this this freedom that we have uh, in in and this way of life. So it's just uh, we seem to be uh, brothers uh, from different mothers. So. <laughs> Well, and Mark, yesterday when we were talking, I, I I think you should tell exactly that you how you met Steve, and you said, "Well, I'd like to get some saxophone lessons." So share that. I'll try to keep it brief, but uh, I think it was about the mid to late '90s. Uh, so I moved from New Jersey to Colorado. Huge jazz fan, fell in love with Dot Sarah, listened to their music. We, so Tanya and I, my wife. We went to one of their concerts, and after the concert, I walked up to Steve Watts, founder of Dot Sarah, and said, where can I learn how to play the saxophone? And he looked at me and he said, through me. I said, and I was, I was just floored. And there was, a, there was a couple months went by, and all of a sudden I got a phone call, and it was Steve Watts, and he said, let's do this. And so we had a couple years where uh, he was teaching me the saxophone, an amazing mu- musician, an amazing man, an amazing band. And uh, so we've kept in touch over the years. And uh, last year, when uh, we were looking at who should we bring up to Grand Lake to be part of uh, the Constitution Week, I reached out to Tom Goodfellow and said, what about Dot Sarah? And he, he, and he was familiar with the band from uh, the, the, the 90s. And I called Steve. And he said, let's do this. And so now this will be the second annual where Dot Sarah is going to be playing at Grand Lake U.S. Constitution Week. Well, it's I'm, I'm so excited about that. And I just want to finish out Saturday and then talk about Sunday. Uh, but at 830, um, uh, there will be firewa- fireworks over the waterfront, which is spectacular. But, Steve, uh, on Sunday morning, there will be a church service. And you shared your testimony uh, about becoming a Christian last last year, you will do that again, uh, and that's going to be ten thirty on on Sunday morning. But it's such a powerful story, and um, do you want to share just a little bit about that, or shall we we keep that? The pe- actually share just a little bit about that because I know not everybody's going to be coming up to Grand Lake, and um, I will tell you, Mark, a bunch of my friends were over last night, and several of the girls are like, I can't make it this week this year, but I'm coming next year, and so it continues to grow and grow and grow, which is great. But Steve, just quickly a little bit about your testimony that you'll give on Sunday morning. Well, sure. Um, the, the the church service on, on Sunday morning is, is so special uh, to me uh, because it just kind of came out of nowhere. Like like sometimes like sometimes a song will do that, and and you you have to realize um, and give credit where credit is due because um, you know the Lord it brings about things um, that are good. Um, when we pay attention, 
to what he's doing. And so this church service um, was, was an, indeed a blessing last year. Um, we we kind of just happened on, it was kind of a happy accident, as, as some people say, um, but really we know where it came from. My own testimony is, 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 is only important from the standpoint of that it, um, what I try to bring out is that there is one truth, and one truth only, and that is um, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And Jesus Christ is the reason that I even can t- have a testimony. Um, I am a, a modern-day prodigal son, um, and people can, can that know um, the living Word of God can look that story up in the book of Luke. Um, me being a prodigal son of, of having you know every advantage of growing up, um, with wonderful parents, um, you know, a wonderful uh, uh, education, um, a wonderful loving upbringing. And yet I found um, that through uh, trying to become a rock star, um, I lost my way and, uh, and fell, uh, you know, victim to uh, the addiction of alcohol, which led to other addictions uh, that um, I'm, I'm, that are certainly not godly. And so having had um, just a miracle in my life, I looked back over my shoulder and saw um, my Savior saying, are you ready to do it with me, and, and are, you, are you ready to live a different way? And um, I, was on the, I was on the edge, Kim. I was on the edge of, of, of darkness, uh, the, the, uh, um, the darkness of, of possible eternal separation from my God. And when I, when I looked back and I saw um, Jesus with his arms open uh, saying, I need all of you this time, um, I, I just, I melted. And um, so 13 years of continuous sobriety um, to, the, to se- celebrating this, this last summer. And um, I'm here to spread the good news and uh, the news of freedom through um, our Lord and Savior Jesus and God. You know, as you're saying that, Steve, uh, on the show, we search for truth and clarity. And uh, and we look at these issues through the this lens of freedom versus force, force versus freedom. And two things. First of all, um, you know, it's in the Bible that the truth will set you free. And the other thing is, is we are in such a battle right now for the American idea, that idea that all men are created equal with these rights from God of life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness, and the Constitution, which is put in place to limit government, and um, and and you know give give the individual the opportunity for life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness, and uh, what I've realized as we're doing this because there's a lot of darkness out there. But just a little light will um, go a long way. And so your story, just I, even now as I hear it, just this little light gives hope to so many people. And we just need to remember that this, that the truth will set you free. And truth and light is so important. So that's why what Mark and all and Mike Tompkins, what they're doing up in Grand Lake is so important. And Dot Cero doing this concert. I mean, it's really, it's just almost magical, Steve, what's happening up in Grand Lake right now. Your thoughts? Oh, I, I couldn't agree more. And, and I, I was a, um, 
a, uh, an eyewitness, um, a, a, a full witness of, of what uh, this uh, week-long uh, focus on the Constitution brings to the community. That, that's a word that we don't really, that doesn't have the, the power that it should have. Because I, I saw it last year. I saw community come together, talk about what we are, who we are, and celebrate the fact that um, in our diversity, we have so much to be thankful for. And that freedom and that truth is something that we, we, we have in, um, it becomes more powerful in our togetherness of community. And I, and I, I saw that community last year, and, and, um, and I want more. So that's why I, I was so excited to get that chance to come back. Oh, that is just so awesome. So Steve Watts.Cero, uh, the concert is at two o'clock on Saturday afternoon. And then, of course, there will be the worship service on Sunday morning. Mark Avil, this has to do your heart good. Uh, as you are listening to, to Steve and seeing what's happening. And I know you are super busy. You're an entrepreneur. Um, and I know that there's just all kinds of things going on. And when you look at what you and Mike Tompkins and the team has pulled together, it's remarkable. So, uh, congratulations, Mark Avil. And how can people, uh, get more information about what's going to be happening today, tomorrow, Saturday and Sunday up in Grand Lake, Mark Avil? So Kim, they can go to our webpage www.grandlakeusconstitutionweek.com and for those who can not attend but want to hear our speakers live this is the first year that we're zooming our events so you could go to events and there is a zoom link there where you can click on and be part of our our speakers and our presentations and I'm just so, so honored that Steve Watts and Doc Saro have embraced our, our event. And Steve, I love you, brother. I'm so glad you're a part of this. He's a part of our community now up here, and I think he's going to want to keep coming up here with his great band. And I hope people can come out and hear the music and hear the testimony on Sunday. Well, absolutely. So, Mark Avil, thank you to you and, and Tanya and Mike Tompkins and Jackie and the whole team up there, what they're doing. So thank you, Mark, and thank you, Steve Watts, and we will see you. I can't wait to get up there to see you all, so thanks so much. Thank you both. It was an honor to be on. Okay, thank so we're going to go to break. Okay, uh, thanks, Mark, as well. And, again, that is you, GrandLakeUSConstitutionWeek.com. So we're going to go to break. And when we come back, Dr. Jill Vecchio, she's, uh, she's had her research hat on and uh, we're talking about NGOs. So we had Lisa Bennett on, uh, last week giving a perspective and Dr. Jill's, uh, been talking about this and, uh, really important stuff. These, these NGOs are, are very influential. We haven't realized what's going on. And so, uh, stay tuned. You will not want to miss this. The Metro home ownership real estate market is very tight right now. That's why Kim Munson recommends you have seasoned REMAX realtor Karen Levine on your side of the table. Karen Levine will help you navigate through the many details of your home buying experience so that you can successfully pursue your American dream. Because Karen Levine cares about property rights for each individual, she volunteers hundreds of hours to represent home ownership opportunities at the local, county, state, and national 
national levels. If you are considering buying or selling your home, call Karen Levine today at 303-877-7516. Again, that's 303-877-7516. Hey, everybody. Roots Medical here with an exciting update about the practice. In addition to specialties in hormones, thyroid, and gut health, Roots Medical is thrilled to now offer pediatrics. Scheduling is easy, and the appointments are comprehensive, genuine, and focused on your child. Take control of your child's health care by scheduling at Roots Medical. For more information, visit rootsmedical.net. That's R-O-O-T-S medical.net. Roots Medical, getting to the root of your health care concerns. All of Kim's sponsors are an inclusive partnership with Kim and are not affiliated with or in partnership with KLZ or Crawford Broadcasting. If you would like to support the work of the Kim Munson Show and grow your business, contact Kim at her website, KimMunson.com. That's Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N.com. With the professional training from Franktown Firearms, everyone can improve. The experts at Franktown meet you at your current level of experience, gauging your confidence and ability so they can recommend exactly what's right for you. After you purchase your first or tenth firearm, Franktown will always encourage you to train. They maintain a comfortable atmosphere, offering lessons for improvement with one-on-one classes and private training or even group classes, guiding you along your journey from beginner to expert. They even offer a concealed carry certification class. Franktown Firearms doesn't play by the corporate model. As a family-owned, operated, and family-friendly business, they give everyone the time they deserve. They emphasize the importance of training in a comfortable and inclusive environment. Franktown Firearms wants you to be as invested in improving your skills as they are in training with you. Sign up for any of their group or personalized courses today at klzradio.com forward slash franktown. Franktown Firearms, where friends are made. Americans Veteran Stories with Kim Munson, Sunday afternoons at 3, here on KLZ 560 AM and KLZ 100.7. Sweet And welcome back to the Kim Munson Show. I'm Kim Munson. Be sure and check out our website. That's Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N dot com. Sign up for our weekly newsletter there. You can email me at Kim at Kim Munson dot com as well. Thank you to all of you who support us. We're an independent voice. We search for truth and clarity by looking at these issues through the lens of freedom versus force, force versus freedom. If something's a good idea, you shouldn't have to force people to do it. And we have Dr. Jill Vecchio on the line. She's done some amazing research regarding these uh, NGOs, these non-governmental organizations. And uh, let's jump right in, Jill. First of all, welcome. It's great to have you. Thanks for having me. Okay, let's let's go because uh, I, you've got a lot of information here. Where where do you want to start? You know, it's it's all this big circle, and it's kind of hard to know where to start. But you and I talked about non-governmental organizations. In other words, you know, commonly known as nonprofits or foundations and how uh, easy it is to funnel money from those foundations around to different groups in perhaps a uh, nefarious fashion for nefarious reasons. In doing the research, I came across a really interesting article um, from Daily Veracity online uh august 15 2022 I, I sent you a bunch of links to their yeah i've got them here got articles them here. right talking about this entity called demcast d-e-m-c-a-s-t and demcast trains people 
around the country to use social media in order to influence, to, to maximize their use of social media to influence, um, you know, as an activist group, to influence political manner, uh, matters and especially elections and voters, right, to get the vote out and all this stuff. Well, what they, how they do that, and, and they are funded through foundations. Uh, you can find them uh, on YouTube. You can watch their instructional videos and stuff on, on how to do this. But they use bots, uh, things called chat bots, B-O-T-S. There are a whole bunch of kinds of bots that can be used, but really a bot, because I didn't really understand necessarily what a bot was or how it worked. It's a software application that's programmed to do certain things. They're automated, and they run according to like a little series of instructions. So the human, the, uh, a human being only needs to set up these bots, and, and for the purpose of social media, they can set up, uh, one person could set up thousands of bots, thousands. And those, those bots can have programs that will say go into Twitter and focus on somebody using a certain keywords or phrases and then they will have an automatic response to that tweet or that message so that these bots, you know, one person can post, like a real person can post one comment, and then you might have a thousand bots target in on that comment because of keywords in that comment and automatically post a response to it. The bots have names as if they're people. So you can't tell if they're people or not. And, you know, Demcast isn't the only thing doing stuff like this. They're, they're all over the place. So you, you have to wonder how much of what is posted on social media and, uh, and is reported as the vast majority of, of people on Twitter believe blah, 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 how much of that is absolutely false because people are using these, these bot accounts in order to amplify a message that may or may not be prevalent in our population, but that people want to influence others and make them think that everybody believes this. Does that make sense? It, it does. It does. And isn't that one of the things with Elon Musk, as he's had this bid to buy Twitter, is he's trying, right. asking them to, to he, he wants to... He, he wants to know what what how many bots they've used. So this is a this is a real sticky point regarding this purchase of Twitter. Correct? Right, right. In some ways, this it happening right before the election is kind of brilliant because things are starting to leak out little by little. That and there's going to be a court case, I guess, in October fifteenth or something. The the case starts uh, Elon Musk and and Twitter. So that. Hopefully, the truth about the number of bots on Twitter will come out. But if you can imagine, Twitter says it's less than 5% bots. Elon Musk is like, no, 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 I'm hearing more than 50%. Some people now are saying it's more like 80% bots. And can you imagine how angry the shareholders are going to be if Twitter, if they find out that they've you know, invested in this company under fraudulent, completely fraudulent circumstances. The other thing with these bots, um, in, we're looking to find out more. Like using bots on Twitter violates their t- 
terms of use. Oh, interesting. But but there are there's a especially one of the one of these things is called Tweet Attacks Pro. Isn't that a nice name? Tweet Attacks A T T A C K S Attacks Pro. So in other words, using how to use Twitter bots on Twitter to attack people's messaging. That is the name of this company. And they, 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 it's a software program that you subscribe to, and it manages your bots, helps you manage your bots, specifically for Twitter. It's an wow. entire company, specifically to manage bots for Twitter. And they, they even said something about, uh, in one of the reviews, when Twitter attacks, attacks Pro, the first version came out, uh, it was really successful and worked great, but then Twitter banned them from the platform. So now they had to revise it, and they brag about the fact that Twitter will never be, they will never be able to be banned on any social media platform because of the, because of the improvements they made in their software. Wow. And yeah. so, but the and funding the for all this, I, I, I didn't understand all this. Pardon me. Go ahead. But the funding of this, a lot of this comes from NGOs. Is that correct? Is that kind of the dot to connect right. or yes? Right. Yes. Okay. Yes. Demcast is, is a 501c4, a 501c4, and they describe themselves as left of center. And their job is to get, you know, to change red states to blue and to influence voters and they can put out as much disinformation as they want. Somebody tries to post the truth, and they call it dis- and, and then they're attacked, disinformation, and people go along with it. You know, this is like kind of herd mentality, right? Peer mm-hmm. pressure. People look mm-hmm. around at all these comments and kind of go, and, and all they have to do, they, they can say something that's completely false, a blatant lie, and you get all these tens of thousands of bots blabbing it out, and, and attacking the truth. And then, so they, their message is far amplified over the one or two people or whatever who, who initially spoke the truth. And, and they're completely slammed down. And then we know that, like Mark Zuckerberg, because these platforms like Twitter and Facebook, they have their own bot system to monitor content. That's how they can monitor misinformation is through this another kind of bot system, a social bot. So and that's what it's called. Anyway, so they have their own bot uh, software programs embedded in their social media platforms. Does that make sense? So, so yeah. they can, through their bot programs, through like Mark Zuckerberg and Facebook, through their bot programs, they can automatically suppress messages that have certain key phrases or something, right? Mm-hmm. Or from certain people, they can suppress those using the bot technology. It's not like somebody. It's not that they have uh, ten thousand people at Facebook looking at every message that crosses over. This is all. This is all computer-driven software okay. and application. Okay. So, th- so that's how they can manage um, plus and minus uh, the messaging, which is really scary. And then you're kind of like, well, who ultimately could be 
influencing all of this and we can talk about that do you need to go to break yeah let's go to break and when we come back we'll uh, continue this conversation with uh, dr jill vecchio before we do that though just again wanted to re-mention grand lake u.s constitution week.com uh and uh, great events today tomorrow saturday and sunday uh, i'll be up there um for the main event i get to emcee the main event which is just truly an honor and so go to grand lake u.s constitution week.com for more information and then also the u.s mc memorial foundation um doing great work uh i totally support them and they are raising money for the uh, marine memorial they're going to remodel it out at sixth and colfax and you can donate and contribute or you can buy a brick for their walkways um that will honor your military service and that is at usmcmemorialfoundation.org usmcmemorialfoundation.org we'll be right back with dr jill vecchio Three Points Financial is a fiduciary financial planning company focused on helping individuals and families. Mary Alpers and Steve Cruz at Three Points Financial specialize in investment strategies, tax planning and preparation, and retirement planning with no product sales or commissions. Tax laws have changed and will continue to change. Inflation is real. Three Points Financial helps you maneuver through these changes to achieve your financial success. For clarity and a solid, relevant financial and investment plan while working with a company that puts your interests at the forefront, schedule a no-obligation initial consultation at threepointsfinancial.com. That's threepointsfinancial.com. No matter how you define it, inflation is out of control. Increasing prices at the gas pump and grocery stores are hurting everyday people. All these challenges we face are preventable. Individuals must understand what is going on and who is responsible. That is why Kim Munson is bringing truth and clarity to the issues facing our families, our communities, our state, and our country. Now more than ever, it's important to support Kim's independent voice. She has the courage to research and inform you about the real issues. It's not easy, and Kim could use your help. Go to KimMunson.com to contribute. Again, help Kim by contributing at KimMunson.com. That's M-O-N-S-O-N dot com. And welcome back to the Kim Munson Show. My, uh, Be sure and check out my website. That's Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N dot com. Sign up for our weekly newsletter there. And you can email me at Kim at Kim Munson dot com as well. Thank you to all of you who support us. We're an independent voice. We search for truth and clarity by looking at these issues through the lens of freedom versus force, force versus freedom. If something's a good idea, you shouldn't have to force people to do it. And on the line with me is Dr. Jill Vecchio, uh, sharing research that she's done on these NGOs, these non-government organizations. And Jill, I just wanted to mention on, on Monday, we had, this is from the Epic Times. Uh, and, uh, it's, uh, the Second Amendment is so important. The right for everyday people, law-abiding citizens to, um, bear their firearms, have firearms. And, um, this came out of an international standards body has approved the creation of a merchant category gu- code for gun retailers to identify credit card sales of guns and ammunition. So we know what the next step is going to be. But it uh, came from the International Organization for Standardization, ISO, a non-governmental body based in Geneva, Switzerland. So I just want to make that point to see how these NGOs are affecting America. So uh, continue on. You you talked about these bots. So and uh, unfortunately, time's getting right. short. Where do you want to go with this, Jill? Now, 
Uh, well, uh, the New York Times in 1967, uh, and also in Ramparts Magazine, um, published articles, 1967, articles saying that student group in the United States took funds from the CIA. Well, the CIA isn't supposed to be operating in the United States, right? You know, among the United States citizens. Anyway, so that was the first of article. Then there was an article in Rolling Stone magazine by Carl Bernstein in 1977 called The CIA and the Media. There have been a lot of um, quotes from, say, William Casey, who was a CIA director in the 1980s, uh, saying, we'll know our disinformation program is complete when everything the American public believes is false. He also said the Central Intelligence Agency owns everyone of any significance in the major media. Those, are, the, those quotes have been attributed to a former CIA director, William, um, William Colby. And then William Casey, two two different ones. Um, the the point of that is uh, that there is a, there's a operation a, a CIA program called Operation Mockingbird. Uh, there's a lot of documentation out there about it. Who who ran it? It started in the 1970. Uh, started in the I think the 1950s. Uh, during the Cold War, so the, so the CIA would be started uh, releasing propaganda to the American people through television and print media in order to promote patriotism, supposedly promote patriotism, and to discount communism as a part of the Cold War effort. So, so many things that started out with good intention soon, uh, you can imagine, would be uh, used for more nefarious purposes for the control by a few powerful people. And supposedly that is what this Project Mockingbird uh, became, and that they're still, the idea is that they're still using it. But of course, the CIA doesn't, won't admit that they're doing it, but the documentation is pretty impressive from several authors writing books and mentioning names and dates and uh, names of specific programs, titles of specific programs that were developed within the CIA for the purpose of propagandizing the American people through media. And they used media CEOs of the Washington Post, for instance. Um, so th there's... It's really a question of, and, and they use they, they they funnel money to whoever they're using for their propaganda, like these student groups. The money was funneled through non-government organizations, private foundations. The CIA uses these NGOs, private foundations, nonprofit organizations, funnels money to them through who knows where, right? We're talking about money laundering. Who knows what, what we're talking about at what level? But I truly believe that it is really going on. When you look at all of the mass media, how uniform their messages are sometimes, it's frightening. It's like puppets. It's weird. Right. And how, how does this happen without some higher authority? And how do you get this much disinformation like with COVID? I mean, people are probably shaking their head going, you're out of your mind, Jill. But look at what they did to us during COVID. 
Look what they've done during the entire Trump administration. Attack, 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 attack. All the same message. Russia, 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 Russia. Like never giving up on it. You have to you have to entertain the notion that this is being monitored and managed from much higher up, I think. Well, and just if you just do a quick search on Project Mockingbird, there's actually June 26, 2007, a New York Times article, Project Mockingbird spying on reporters. So, uh, and what's so interesting is you and I have, you know, these important conversations offline. And what used to be kind of tin hat stuff is um, now we're finding out it's true. Uh, so this is important information. We've got maybe about four minutes left. Um, so what's what do you want to make sure that people know today um, as you're talking about this? Um, I think the most important thing is don't depend on what you're hearing from any media source that isn't privately owned. You know, and that includes Fox News. That includes any major news media that isn't owned by a single person or a, a single smaller group. Um, and the best thing to do is do your own research. Do your own research. Don't accept anything that the media tells you as true, because what we've talked about today is how easily a message can be amplified, suppressed, whether it's true or not true. You just can't, you can't trust it. And we don't know who is entirely behind it. I do believe that our, our government seems to have been working against us, but we've, we've gone over that many times on your show in the past over and over with the uh, gain of function labs and things that our, our DOD and, and military have been working on and our government have been paying for with our tax dollars that aren't in our best interest, in my opinion. So I think you have to entertain the serious notion that for a long time the most powerful people in our government are not the elected people. They're the unelected people that have been around for a long time, are incredibly powerful, and may not have our best interests at heart. Well, they and it's on both same things that we do. Right. And and it's on both sides of the aisle. Uh you know, right. when we look at like like at Mitch McConnell uh, you know, he's been there forever. Um, and um, we've, we've talked about it several times this week that uh, in the Arizona Senate race, Blake Masters, who is a, an America first candidate running for U.S. Senate against radical activist Democrat Mark Kelly. Uh, and Masters apparently said that he would not vote for McConnell uh, for leadership if Masters is elected. And so McConnell has pulled his PAC money out of Arizona because of that. And so McConnell, and it was there was a piece in, in the Federalist on this, McConnell would rather lose uh, this election, have the Republicans lose than lose his power. And um, disappointing, but it's uh, encouraging that the veil has come off on all this. So, Jill, we've got a minute left. How do you want to button this up? Well, in response to the story you just told, uh, it's always amazed me, hasn't it, that how many politicians are willing to sell out their country for their own personal power. And Mitch McConnell is a classic example. Right. Uh, you know, there, you, you can, you can name in, in numer- there are innumerable people over and over and over again. They take an oath to uphold the constitution. The first thing they do when they get there is destroy the constitution for their own power. 
Right. And, and yes. under, their, un, under the influence of other people who are threatening them or, or compromising them, whatever, they, they just start playing the game. And to hell with us, the people. To hell with we, the people. And once you've got rigged elections, we have no control over it anymore. We've got to yeah. fix our election system, period. And the, and the funding of it is ridiculous. Yeah. Absolutely. So, hey, Jill, we will get you back on to continue this in conversation because it's so important to shed light on that. And so I greatly appreciate it, Dr. Jill Vecchio. And uh, I so appreciate all the research you do and sharing that with our listeners. So thank you so much. Thank you. Take care. Okay. And our quote for the end of the show is from Hegel. And he said this. He said, to be independent of public opinion is the first formal condition of achieving anything great. So my friends today, be grateful, read great books, think good thoughts, listen to beautiful music, communicate and listen well, live honestly and authentically, strive for high ideals, and like Superman, stand for truth, justice, and the American way. My friends, you are not alone. God bless you, and God bless America. We will be right back with our number two, so stay tuned. It's the Kim Monson Show, analyzing the most important stories. I find that it takes work to get your brain around these ideas, and it takes work to engage in these conversations. The latest in politics and world affairs. With what is happening down at the State House, I used to think that it was above my pay grade to read the legislation, and it's not. Today's current opinions and ideas. I see big danger in as much as we will be giving an unelected bureaucrat the power to make rules about what we inject into our body. Is it freedom or is it force? Let's have a conversation. Indeed. Let's have a conversation and welcome to the Kim Munson Show. Thank you so much for joining us. You're each treasured valued. You have purpose. Today, strive for excellence. Take care of your heart, your soul, your mind, and your body. My friends, you were made for this moment. And thank you to this team I work with. That's producer Steve, Zach, Patty, Keith, Charlie, Jen, Echo, all the people here at Crawford Broadcasting. Happy Thursday to you, producer Steve. I had to stop for just what day is it? Because uh, it seems like it was just Monday. Well, not only is it uh, Thursday, and it's also halfway through September, so (laughs) my argument about Christmas lights always gets amplified at this time of the year. (laughs) And so those that have kept their Christmas lights up all year are now have their Christmas lights up early for for the holiday season. They're ready to go, yes. You got it. You got it. before we get into all of this, first of all, I, I well, I'll talk with Karen about this. Karen Levine is on the line. Great sponsor of both the shows, but the girls were over last night, and we had some of those great Hooters wings. And uh, so, um, anyway, she was not there. We, we missed her last night, but we'll talk with her in just a moment. And, of course, Grand Lake U.S. Constitution Week is going on right now. And in the first hour, we had uh, president of the Grand Lake U.S. Constitution Week.com, and that is Mark Auville. And then Dotsero will be... Uh, uh, performing at two o'clock on Saturday, just a great, great events. There's going to be a parade. There's going to be a flyover dedicating uh, the Veterans Memorial Park. I get to emcee the main event fireworks over the, the lake on um, Saturday night. Just a great time. So again, more information, go to Grand Lake U.S. Constitution dot com. But our quote for today is from Hegel from um, 
let's see here. Let me get to it. I've got I've got too many papers going on here. And uh, let me get to that, Steve. I have too many things going on here. Sorry about that. And um, I'll get to that in just a second. Sorry, too many things going on here. My don't have my I, I like I like to have paper stuff of everything and I had uh, the my printer wasn't working with me today so Hegel was a German philosopher considered one of the most important figures in German idealism and one of the founding figures of modern Western philosophy with his influence extending to the entire range of contemporary philosophical issues from epistemology logic and metaphysics to aesthetics philosophy of history philosophy of religion political philosophy and the history of philosophy he was born in 1770 died in 1831 and he said this, he said, history indeed is little more than the register of crimes, follies, and misfortunes of mankind. But what experience in history teaches is this, the people and governments have never learned anything from history or acted on principles deduced from it. And that is why our founding fathers, they understood history. And that is why it is so remarkable that these founding fathers came together with this vision of the Declaration of Independence that all men are created equal because we're created in the image of God with these rights from God of life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness. And then to put in place the Constitution to protect that vision is just remarkable. And again, what they're doing up at Grand Lake U.S. US Constitution Week is so important and just love that. Before we get to Karen, though, uh, Steve, I, I wanted to talk just a little bit about Lindsey Graham. This abortion issue is very divisive in America. And the Supreme Court ruled on this and said that this is a state's rights issue. And it is. It is a state's rights issue. So the fact that Lindsey Graham would uh, propose a nationwide 15-week abortion ban, putting abortion back in as a hot-button topic for all of these um, conservative American America First Republicans to put that back in the forefront after the Supreme Court has ruled on this is strategically very questionable, Steve, because it it I think makes um, many of these conservative America First Republican candidates vulnerable and. And after the Supreme Court has ruled on this, strategically, I find this of great concern. So I just did a quick little calculation, and Lindsey Graham has been in Washington for 27 years. So is he along the Mitch McConnell thing? Is he doesn't want to lose his power, and that is why he is doing this? Uh, any thoughts on that, Steve, um, before we get over here to Karen? Well, until you brought this to my attention, and I, I wasn't aware that he was doing this, but it, it brings to mind now both sides, the red side, the blue side. I don't know where they get their strategy people, the people who sit around and develop a plan, because both sides are making incredibly bad decisions. Their timing is, is horrible in the fact that there's what now 54 days before the, the midterms. Unless, Steve, unless you want to... Um defeat and and um john caldera says this that republicans can snatch defeat out of the uh, jaws of uh, victory yes and i think that um, and so this is not by accident i think this is a strategic move again by those that have been in washington for far too long he's been there for 27 years and i think this is a strategic move 
uh, I don't think it's by accident. And so what needs to occur with all of these these candidates, because now they're going to be asked about abortion again, it's an important issue. We need to stand for life. But the Supreme Court said that this is a state's rights issue, and I think that's what each of these candidates needs to st- say, is this is a state's rights issue. And then those of us that are... Um, uh, realize how important this life issue is. We need to work state by state on the issue. But the fact that Lindsey Graham would do this, what, 55 days, did you say, before the election? I think it's 54 today. 54 now is, and the Supreme Court has ruled on this. This is not by accident. This is, again, I think that they don't mind losing uh, it, as long as they can keep their power in Washington. Very disturbing, very disturbing about that. Let's get over here to Karen Levine, a uh, great partner of both of the shows. Um, and she is an award-winning realtor with REMAX Alliance. And uh, I do see more for sale signs uh, in yards. We used to not see any. So Karen Levine, welcome to the show. Well, it's um, good to be here on Thursday and the middle of September. <laughs> can can you believe how fast time goes? I just can't Going believe really it. Fast. So what's happening whenever whenever things are are changing? There is opportunity, uh, but I know that there's probably some adjustments in the pricing of of homes right now because nothing can go straight up. So we're seeing probably some some uh, transitioning, if you will, on that. Karen, what's happening in the real estate market here in the metro area? Well, that was um, a very accurate statement, um, Kim, and I'm looking at the Colorado Association of Realtors August data. It just came out um, late last week, and, and the press release, I believe, was released yesterday or Tuesday. But with that said, you are seeing more signs in yards, and that's because new or active, I should say, inventory of active listings um, compared to last August is up 55%. So there are is 55% more houses to choose from. So buyers have opportunity. Uh, with that said, sellers have seen um, the values of their homes do very, very well um, over these last three years. And currently, they're still doing well. But instead of getting over list price, which year-to-date over list price was almost 104% they were getting, we saw that they're getting a little bit less than their asking price at 99%. So they need to be very strategic, they, the sellers, in their pricing strategy and know that buyers are of the mindset that there are deals to be had. And so we have to make sure that we price it appropriately, that we strategically look at timely price reductions based on time on the market. So, as you said, there is opportunity. And affordability in the front range is still very, very challenging. When you look at average prices, they're at $723,000. Well, and that's going to be a whole other discussion as well because we hear this affordability, affordable housing. There's going to be a... Uh, a ballot question that it is another one of the very bad boys and that is um, and Natalie Minton says I can use the term affordable housing uh, once these things are uh, um, subsidized housing but uh, housing has gotten expensive because of a lot of public policy decisions and um, so we, we will take that on as well I'm working on my voters guide right now but but 
to that point is there is opportunity. And so for sellers to realize that they might not get above their, um, their asking price, like what was happening, uh, there's still, they've seen all this appreciation. So there's still opportunity to take advantage of that. But Karen, that's why working with you, you've been through these different cycles and you can counsel people to get that if they're going to sell their house to get that on the market at the right price. And yet you can help, um, buyers with you know being creative on that so it's so important that people talk with you and also on new bills uh you can help people and be on their side of the table for new bills as well uh, because there's opportunity there as as well right karen correct and i think what's important is you have to have an agent on your side and i believe that i am that agent which understands negotiation um, for the benefit of the buyer and for the benefit of the seller. And I work with both and understanding the new home market. And we talked last week, there is great opportunity in new construction. And if you've thought about wanting a new home, um, you just have to be prepared to wait construction time and kind of feel out the interest rate strategy. But you want representation so that you understand, you know, what that timeline is and what the expectations are. And when you buy or sell a house on average every 10 years, you are not seasoned and well-educated to know what's going on. And that's where I can bring um, that market knowledge to you, um, strategic uh, positioning, all those good things that um, can make you successful in your um, buying or selling. And that is so important. So how can people reach you, Karen Levine? They can reach me, 8-7-5-1-6. And that is Karen Levine with REMAX Alliance, 303-877-7516. And Karen, you and Lauren are going to be in studio next week. And oh, I have to tell you, I was talking with somebody the other day, and she said, I just think that Karen Levine and Lauren Levy, they are both so knowledgeable about everything. She just loves, uh, loves le- learning from you. So I so appreciate that. Thank you. Well, we appreciate the opportunity, and we look forward to being in the studio next week. Sounds great. And that's Karen Levine, REMAX Alliance, 303-877-7516. So we're going to go to break. When we come back, Pam Long is on the line, and she's written a very important essay uh, regarding Governor Polis and his CDPHE, that's the Colorado Department of Health and Environment, and uh, it's titled How Governor Polis and CDPHE Conspire to Violate FERPA for Illegal Student Surveillance. And she'll explain what FERPA is. So we'll be right back with Pam Long. The Metro home ownership real estate market is very tight right now. That's why Kim Munson recommends you have seasoned REMAX realtor Karen Levine on your side of the table. Karen Levine will help you navigate through the many details of your home buying experience so that you can successfully pursue your American dream. Because Karen Levine cares about property rights for each individual, she volunteers hundreds of hours to represent home ownership opportunities at the local, county, state, and national levels. If you are considering buying or selling your home, call Karen Levine today at 303-877-7516. Again, that's 303-877-7516. Are you concerned about the curriculum taught in government-run schools? Are you concerned about CRT and sexual indoctrination worldview agendas taught to your children in government-run schools? 
Are you concerned that your children are not receiving a quality education in the government-run public schools? Have you considered homeschooling but don't know where to start? Christian Home Educators of Colorado, or CHECK, has answers. You can homeschool. Go to check.org slash start. Kim Munson highly recommends Christian Home Educators of Colorado. Reclaim your child's education by going to chec.org slash start today. You'd like to get in touch with one of the sponsors of The Kim Munson Show, but you can't remember their phone contact or website information. Find a full list of advertising partners on Kim's website, kimmunson.com. That's Kim, M-O-N-S-O-N dot com. Welcome back to the Kim Munson Show. I'm Kim Munson. Be sure and check out our website. That's Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N dot com. Sign up for our weekly newsletter there. You can email me at Kim at Kim Munson dot com as well. And thank you to all of you who support us. We're an independent voice. We search for truth and clarity by looking at these issues through the lens of freedom versus force, force versus freedom. If something's a good idea, you shouldn't have to force people to do it. And on the line with me is Pam Long. She is a graduate of West Point, uh, former captain in the Army uh, Medical Service Corps, uh, and she writes essays for us. And she's um, uh, written a very important one, and we will be publishing it this week in the newsletter, so be sure and sign up, sign up for that, and then it will be on the website. Uh, but it's regarding Governor Polis and the CDPHE, which is the Colorado Department of Public Health and Environment. And she said, uh, Governor Polis and CDPHE conspired to violate FERPA for Ill- illegal student surveillance. And um, Pam Long, I, I don't watch much TV, but I saw an ad that Polis had on recently uh, that he he's trying to paint himself as a libertarian, that he is a live and let live kind of a guy. Uh, and people like that in Colorado, and and it's a somewhat effective uh, because people do agree with that, that we should live and let live. But his bureaucrats uh, in his administration, he has them do his radical activist Democrat socialist stuff. And one of those is CDPHE in this article that you've written. First sentence is pretty hard hitting because you said as a decade long watchdog of CDPHE, which is you, the most corrupt state agency in Colorado, the article intends to update the public on the prior attempts and current attempt of this rogue agency in its long term incremental plan to obtain citizens personally identified data, PII, under the guise of health and safety to ultimately strong strong arm people to take the vaccine. So Pam Long, welcome to the show. That you are these are are very hard hitting pieces that you do. So tell us about that. Well Kim FERPA, the Family Educational Rights and Privacy Act of nineteen seventy four. And when people hear that, I just want them to remember Federal Privacy Act. This has been, during Polis' administration in the last 10 years in Colorado, this has been the primary obstacle blocking CDPHE from stealing student personally identifying information. And what has happened is CDPHE, under the guise of a health and safety emergency from the pandemic, told the Colorado Department of Education, we want this PII, finally, it's ours, yay. And the Department of Education said no. FERPA says no. It's just that simple. And so Governor Polis in October amended an executive order under his emergency powers demanding that our Department of Education hand over this personally identifying information to CDPHE 
And, and then they published a dashboard, a school shaming dashboard using this data. And, and why do I want people to care about nerdy things like data and FERPA, things you never wanted to care about? It's because the end goal of this data, the strategic, the unpublished plan has always been to steal these medical records in the student record of vaccines, to kill medical privacy and destroy medical choice. There will be zero exemptions if this little pilot program, which will ultimately include adults and their employers, and, and if you receive benefits from any state agencies like Medicaid or Medicare, this is the pilot program. Right now, it only includes daycares, K-12 students in schools, and college students, but it is now fully operational to include everyone from birth to death. So you said daycare. So this is our little ones, our littlest of little ones. Uh, and, and so I want you to address this because he's trying to paint himself, Polis, as a libertarian. This is authoritarianism, totalitarianism. Um, so how would you address that with people out there that uh, he is not a libertarian? Well, I don't think people understand data. If they really understood data, and why it's important to protect your personally identifying information is you cannot, Governor Polis, and no entity can implement a surveillance state with coercive tactics without the data in the database that will eventually be tied to your real ID. And in real time, people using this database can access your vaccine status and then tell you whether or not you are allowed to attend school, attend work, receive your benefits travel on an airplane. The data is the critical part of a surveillance state, which you have to come to grips with. This has been in motion for 10 years. There have been bills going back to 2014 that were trying to get this exact data, this personally identifying data that is being overlaid. So this data includes the student name, date of birth, gender, uh, district, school, grade level. And when you're talking about a small school in a rural community, you have now basically just outed someone. You know exactly who that unvaccinated person is with this data um, because there's not very many people in the school that who are unvaccinated. And so now you have made someone a target and that person's information has now been overlaid in the state database, Colorado Information uh, immunization system and most states have an IIS database it's just called something else and now the this database has functions to implement reminder where you're getting notifications very coercive notifications in the mail saying maybe you opted out of the monkeypox vaccine or whatever the latest vaccine is and you need to get it without fully informed consent on your exemption rights if they still exist in the, in the future and to recall they can the state can send you information saying that you have to quarantine and then thirdly home visit that the state can send a team to your house based on this database say, with a social worker cps law enforcement, a nurse with a bag full of vaccine, asking you, asking is a very loose term, coercing you to get a vaccine that you maybe did not want for various reasons, but now you feel compelled to because someone's standing at your door. So this is a very um, coercive 
database functions in the in in the public has no idea this is all going on behind the scenes. As I've watched this, and, and Pam, you and I got connected initially, I think, regarding legislation, I want to say back in 2019. I had some moms that reached out regarding um, potential mandatory vaccines, and that's where every Thursday, I think it's every Thursday uh, when we come in, Steve has selected different quotes from that we have. And it was at that point, somebody, a mom had sent over this le- legislation, said, take a look at this. And I it sat on my desk for a couple of weeks, and then I looked at it, and I'm like, oh, my gosh. What this legislation would do is it would put in place that some bureaucrat in the future could would dictate, mandate what we would put into our bodies. And that was pre-COVID. And to that point, when I say that they, and I'm meaning the radical activists, um, when they're playing long ball and uh, we um, I have been playing tiddlywinks, and not like you because you've been on this, but I, I, I say we and and we've had people that we've elected on the Republican side of the party that haven't stood for to stood stood against this stuff. And so these things are, are so important as we look into the, the future, which is what you have done. And you've just kind of outlined or out, um, um, outlaid, or, you know, told us what potentially could happen. And it's terrifying, Pam Long. Well, you know, we have in recent years, in about, I would say in about uh, 2020, some of our conservative um, medical freedom supporters in the Capitol really rallied for us. And I do want to give them credit. And just recently, Senator Paul Lundeen and State Board of Education Vice Chair Steve Durham they wrote a very articulate um, essay about this uh, issue in the Gazette. And um, so for our freedom supporters, they are, they're a little bit late to the game, but they're here now. And so what I would say to parents is you need to understand FERPA and you need to go to your schools. You need to go to your board of education. And there are five challenges that should be made to this executive order by Governor Polis. One is that FERPA The schools have to record. They are required by FERPA to record in the student record what data was shared and with whom. So step number one, go look at your student record and look in the student record to see what was shared to whom. And then there must be a record in your your student's record of what the, the significant threat was that justified sharing that information with a third party, including CDPHE. Two, FERPA requires a case-by-case request of personally identifying information. This blanket request of every student from daycare to college in Colorado is prohibited by FERPA. And you need to explain that to your school administrators. They need to understand FERPA. They don't. They're being bullied by CDPHE, and they have cowered the CDPHE year after year. Three, FERPA requires an actual or imminent emergency to be in place for the release of personally identifying information. It it has to be related to, quote, an actual impending or imminent emergency such as a natural disaster, terrorist attack, campus shooting, or the outbreak of an epidemic disease. We do not have an emergency right now, um, not based on case numbers, not uh, polis declared this emergency was over. You know, two months before he wrote this amended executive order. And here we are, you know, even more months later, eight months later, where CDPHE in March of 22 is publishing this data. 
You cannot say that we have an emergency that justifies this. Four, schools may not release personally identifying information for emergency preparedness for the future. That is what all of this is about. It is about building the surveillance database for the future. And parents need to articulate that. This is not about a current emergency. This is about some hypothetical Mm -hmm. emergency in the future. And five, CDPG must destroy the data after the period of the emergency ends. I think we can justify that if this is challenged in court. There is no emergency. Uh, Governor Polis has ended the emergency. And so when the purpose of the request is no longer valid, the data must be destroyed. And we need to go a step further and ask for evidence that the data was destroyed. And all of this, whoever was added to the CIS registry, all of it is purged. It must be purged and we must have evidence of it. Or these children that are now in daycare, K-12 through in college, this will affect them for the rest of their lives. Oh my gosh, Pam Long, this is such an important conversation, and uh, uh, and and once again, we're in election season, and as Polis says that he is a libertarian, he is anything but that. This is dictatorial. This is tyrannical. And so let's go to break. We have Pam Long on the line uh, regarding this piece that we will be publishing, and it's it's a there's a lot of information in it, but we'll publish it this week in the uh, newsletter. So sign up for that at kimmunson.com, and uh, we're going to go to break. We'll be right back with Pam Long. Inflation is rocking our boats, especially for individuals on fixed incomes. If you are 62 years or older, mortgage specialist with Polygon Financial Group, Lauren Levy, can help you navigate this inflation squeeze with a reverse mortgage. Additionally, if you are considering buying a new home, refinancing your existing home, or consolidating high interest debt, it's not too late to lock in an interest rate before interest rates increase again. Don't wait. Kim Munson recommends you call Lauren Levy today at 303-880-8881 for a no-cost consultation. That's Lauren Levy at 303-880-8881. No matter how you define it, inflation is out of control. Increasing prices at the gas pump and grocery stores are hurting everyday people. All these challenges we face are preventable. Individuals must understand what is going on and who is responsible. That is why Kim Munson is bringing truth and clarity to the issues facing our families, our communities, our state, and our country. Now more than ever, it's important to support Kim's independent voice. She has the courage to research and inform you about the real issues. It's not easy, and Kim could use your help. Go to KimMunson.com to contribute. Again, help Kim by contributing at KimMunson.com. That's M-O-N-S-O-N.com. With the professional training from Franktown Firearms, everyone can improve. The experts at Franktown meet you at your current level of experience, gauging your confidence and ability so they can recommend exactly what's right for you. After you purchase your first or tenth firearm, Franktown will always encourage you to train. They maintain a comfortable atmosphere, offering lessons for improvement with one-on-one classes and private training or even group classes, guiding you along your journey from beginner to expert. They even offer a concealed carry certification class. Franktown Firearms doesn't play by the corporate model. As a family-owned, operated, and family-friendly business, they give everyone the time they deserve. They emphasize the importance of training in a comfortable and inclusive environment. Franktown Firearms wants you to be as invested in improving your skills as they are in training with you. 
Sign up for any of their group or personalized courses today at klzradio.com forward slash Franktown. Franktown Firearms, where friends are made. And welcome back to the Kim Munson Show. I'm Kim Munson. Be sure and check out our website. That's Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N.com. Sign up for our weekly newsletter there, and you can email me at Kim at KimMunson.com as well. Thank you to all of you who support us. We're an independent voice, obviously. <laughs> we search for truth and clarity by looking at these issues through the lens of freedom versus force, force versus freedom. And I say independent voice because um, uh, this is information that uh, you don't hear on mainstream media, and it's so important. And Pam Long has this very important piece that we will publish this weekend. Uh, regarding uh, the actual title is Governor Polis and CDPHE conspire to violate FERPA for illegal student surveillance. And and you said that this is just kind of the camel's nose under the tent as far as just uh, asking for this um, surveillance for students, but it ultimately will uh, be for everybody. And connecting this dot then with this ESG, the Environmental, Social, and Governance um scorecards that that they have in China, which basically, depending on where you are in that scorecard, depends on how how you live, where you can go, what you can buy. And we we thought, I mean, when people say that, you're kind of like, that's impossible, particularly in the United States of America. But it is happening here. And that's why this piece standing for these this surveillance thing is so important, Pam Long. Well, and I want to speak to people who might be really buying into this. Oh, it's for our health and safety. Um, or I even someone um, said to me yesterday, well, we really need to know where the unvaccinated are. Okay, red flag, sirens, everything. Think about that statement. Why? Why? What good can come from a registry? Historically, nothing. Historically, when you have a registry, it will target people for coercion in discrimination no this will not guide local response with with health and safety in any responsible way right so and let's look at the current the current vaccine you know we could look at all of them but let's look at the covid vaccine the unvaccinated are not disease carriers and the vaccinated are not immune to disease this product does not prevent infection or transmission so this, what we're talking about today, it might seem like health and safety, but, you know, what if, what if the new product in the future is something that you don't want to inject into your body? Maybe you don't want the monkeypox vaccine or any of the um, sexually transmitted disease vaccines that we currently have available on the market because for various reasons, ethically, morally, or you're not at risk for these types of, you know, illnesses and you want to opt out. So do you really want to cling to, well, we really need to know where the unvaccinated are? Really? Do we? (laughs) Well, and it's been so interesting to now look back pretty much on COVID. First of all, Joe Biden, Jill Biden, uh, apparently both uh, double jabbed and double boosted, then tested positive for COVID. And... uh, so to your point is to force something, as we look back again, these bureaucrats and politicians and interested parties, and you can put big pharma in that, you know, pushed this vaccine 
and I have that in air quotes, that didn't work. And so we people have to say, no, wait a minute, forcing or coercing a vaccine that doesn't work. I mean, one has to ask why. Um, I mean, one of them, obviously, is big pharma makes a lot of money, but we can see more nefarious stuff down the pike, coming down the pike as well, uh, Pam. Well, and another logic fallacy that I think comes out of apathy is that I hear people saying, well, um, you know, this data has always been shared. No, personally, identifying information has never been shared with the state before. Aggregate data where you can look at a school and you can say 95% of the, the students in that daycare school or college are vaccinated and public health, everyone feels good about that arbitrary number, right? And um, it does not guide public health response. Um, but when you are talking about personally identifying information, then you are giving the state the tools to coerce and discriminate against those individuals who are identified by name and date of birth and possibly social security number. And not just for the current time frame, for all of time, because this database is opt out. And if you opt out, you go into a secondary database. There is no true opt out. So when this this student, which we, de- we define students in daycare, these children in daycare grow up and they want to go to college, that database will check their vaccine status. When they want to get a job in the future, that database will check their vaccine status. It, when they want to travel, the database will be there to check their vaccine status. So people need to really think through, is this public health and safety or is this coercion and discrimination right for everyone? Uh, and again, uh, saying in what you're describing, they are playing long ball. And uh, in your piece that you've written, uh, you had mentioned that there was a piece of legislation, and it was way back in 2016 already here, and it was H- House Bill 16-1164. Tell us just a little bit about that. And then the fact that, uh, and you, you said the new mule on this is a representative um Kyle Mullica, who his wife was one of the directors of Tri-County Health. Um, but what's what I'm, I take a lot of, and, and I was at an event the other night where uh, Mark Baisley, Representative Mark Baisley was there, where he had, had uh, written a letter of his concern about Tri-County Health, and Douglas County pulled out of Tri-County Health. It became Two-County Health. And then um, I think Adams County pulled out, and it was one county health, Mm -hmm. and then Arapahoe pulled out, and so it's zero county health. Of course, many of those radical activist bureaucrats are are moving into other uh, bureaucracies, but it is encouraging that that happened. But tell us a little bit about this, uh, this particular House bill. So 1164 back in 2016 was just a blatant, brazen attempt to take over um, exemptions in the state by CDPH. The bill was transfer immunization exemption duties to CDPH. And so this is just speaks to one, the long game they have been playing, I would say, since actually a bill in 2014, and that the people running these bills and policies are not morally guided people. They are not looking out for your health and safety because so this bill was going to create um, two different processes for exemption. If you if you accepted every vaccine on the market today, your student could just turn in that paperwork to the school and keep doing things as we've been doing them since 1978. But 
if your student wanted to exempt from any one vaccine, HPV vaccine, um, you know, any number of just one vaccine, um, then then the student had to turn that into the state to this for the state approval. And what was really um, the transparency of these hearings when you go to the Capitol is that you heard the state health department and their experts say they would not actually approve any of these exemptions. I mean, I heard uh, doctors say. I will. I have never approved an exemption, and I will never approve an exemption. I mean, they're not even looking for contraindications. This is guided by ideology. They don't care about your religious beliefs. They don't care about your medical history. They really buy into you that we all must do this, and if someone gets injured or has an adverse reaction, well, that was for the greater good. And they and they will not be there if you have an adverse reaction. Our the manufacturers and the doctors are not liable in any way, and you likely, based on our compensation system here in the U.S., you will not be compensated. The individual assumes all risks, and this, in these types of bills, falls on the parents. And so, to get to the point of this, the bill sponsor ended up arrested for a DUI, and he was caught on police video attempting to use his position to avoid the arrest. And then it was discovered that he had actually premeditated his drinking and driving because he switched out his legislator plates and put them on his wife's car and put his wife's license plates registered her vehicle on his car while he was out drinking and driving. So maybe this was a regular thing for him. But these people who say they're looking out for your health and safety, they are liars and frauds. And they are out there promoting these bills for CDPHE, and they have no moral compass, and they do not care about your liability, your risk. They just want your compliance. Boy, that is, uh, that's very chilling, Pam Long. So, um, I would recommend, and why don't you, if, if your schedule allows, uh, if you want to stay on during the call-in time, if people have questions, are you able to do that for this next segment or do you need to run? Yes, people have lots of questions. Okay, so Pam Long's going to stay on the line with us, 303-477-5600, 303-477-5600. But before we go to break, uh, I, I'm just thinking of, of courage, of, of those that from the founding of America to now, Pam Long, her, her great, uh, courage here. And she's a former captain in the Army Medical Service Corps. She's a West Point grad. But, uh, also I'm, I'm excited about uh, the USMC Memorial Foundation. They're raising money to remodel the memorial. There's going to be these different walkways and you can buy a brick on the wa- walkway to honor your service. Uh, you can donate. Go to USMCMemorialFoundation.org, uh, for more information. And that's where you can donate and, and um, buy that brick, and that's USMCMemorialFoundation.org. We'll be right back with Pam Long. Hey, everybody. Roots Medical here with an exciting update about the practice. In addition to specialties in hormones, thyroid, and gut health, Roots Medical is thrilled to now offer pediatrics. Scheduling is easy, and the appointments are comprehensive, genuine, and focused on your child. Take control of your child's health care by scheduling at Roots Medical. For more information, visit RootsMedical.net. That's R-O-O-T-S Medical.net. Roots Medical, getting to the root of your health care concerns. Three Points Financial is a fiduciary financial planning company focused on helping individuals and families. Mary Alpers and Steve Cruz at Three Points Financial specialize in investment strategies, tax planning and preparation, and retirement planning with no product sales or commissions. Tax laws have changed and will continue to change. Inflation is real. Three Points Financial helps you maneuver through these changes to achieve your financial success. 
for clarity and a solid, relevant financial and investment plan while working with a company that puts your interests at the forefront, schedule a no-obligation initial consultation at threepointsfinancial.com. That's threepointsfinancial.com. All of Kim's sponsors are an inclusive partnership with Kim and are not affiliated with or in partnership with KLZ or Crawford Broadcasting. If you would like to support the work of the Kim Munson Show and grow your business, contact Kim at her website, KimMunson.com. That's Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N dot com. And welcome back to the Kim Munson Show. Be sure and check out our website. That's Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N dot com. Sign up for our weekly newsletter there. You can email me at Kim at Kim Munson dot com as well. And thank you to all of you who support us. We are truly an independent voice. We search for truth and clarity by looking at these issues through the lens of freedom versus force, force versus freedom. If something's a good idea, you shouldn't have to force people to do it. And Pam Long, this piece that you have written Governor Polis and CDPHE conspire to violate FERPA for illegal student surveillance. Um, is this happening in other states? I, I say to many people that Colorado is at the tip of the spear on a lot of this. Uh, is is there other states that are doing this, or is uh, Polis uh, one of the uh, trailblazers, if you will, on this? He does tend to be a trailblazer, and we tend to be one of those battleground states where we test it to see if it sticks here, which is why I'm very emphatic. Um, we need to challenge this legally, not just for our own citizens, but for the nation. Um, this this also um, implements a 95% vaccination standard for all schools, which you know I think is unnecessary. Um, because we've always hit a 95% vaccination rate. But what you, if you look to the long ball game, they want not just a 95% vaccination rate in our daycare schools and colleges. They wanted it in the public and private sector as well, where everyone in your building is vaccinated, zero exemptions, 95% reporting requirement. And what that does is it makes the employer um, the bully, where the employer says, you know, we're below the 95% vaccination rate. Sorry, Pam, we're going to have to let you go if you have an exemption because we really need to hit that 95% vaccination rate. And I can tell you that that coercion is happening at the schools right now where these administrators are under that 95%, you know, reporting rate, and they are they are going heavy-handed on get your immunizations, maybe not giving that informed consent on exemption rights, and um, we will see this carry over into the public and private sector. Well, and as you're saying that, uh, we've had Jen Gibbons on uh, recently uh, to talk about these um, school-based health clinics. And uh, so let's say you're a parent that... Uh, doesn't want your kid to get a certain vaccine, and then uh, they go to school and uh, 12-year-olds uh, with a piece of legislation that was passed recently can actually give consent to uh, certain ph- pharmaceuticals without parents' approval. Uh, and so we can see just kind of circumventing parental rights as well. So medical information, you know, informed consent, uh, parental rights. I mean, there's all kind. And again, they're playing long ball on all this, uh, Pam. And here, here's there's parents out there that have no idea that this is a, that that this is going on, and it's it's of such great concern. 
Right. If you have a school-based clinic in in your school, you need to have a face-to-face meeting with the nurse and put in writing that my child will never receive medical counseling, medical treatment, uh, medical intervention from you, and and you can define that, um, you know, including vaccinations, because the goal of those clinics is this vaccine agenda is working hand-in-hand with this gender transition um, agenda because pharma benefits from both, and I've written about that for you previously, how much money is involved, $1 million per child over a lifetime for gender transition. And so these two very profitable agendas are working through those school clinics, and we, we must not be naive, and we must make sure we have those face-to-face meetings with those school clinics. Well, and let's talk about the vaccine schedule from uh... – Uh, what, the early 90s, things really started in the early 90s to ramp up. Because, um, you know, I I think that I used to be very um, pro-vaccine. I I trusted that that, that these were for our health. Uh, But now as I look at all of this force and and how the vaccine schedule has increased so significantly, uh, explain that. And, And it it's such great concern when I see these little babies get these vaccine cocktails. So talk a little bit about that. Well, we're now up to in the U.S. immunization schedule, 72 doses for a minor from birth to age 18, 72 doses. So, um, and there's no um, cumulative study showing that the body can handle 72 doses in the interaction between the drug interaction. And because they're studied um, individually, not for their cumulative effect. And roughly 56, somewhere between 53 and 56 of those doses are are given before a child is two years old. So, or um, somewhere between two years old and kindergarten. And so those are prime developmental years. And I would have, I would give caution. And um, if I could speak to the database part of it. So the database, I just as an example of creep along with the schedule, is the database, the IS, every state has one. Here in Colorado, it was a small grant-funded project, you know, 20 years ago, where we we implemented it under the guise of, we just want to make sure all of the poor babies in rural communities have access to vaccines. And so that's what it was created for, for a very small population in very rural areas that, you know, for access. That's a word we love to weaponize, for access, like we use equity now, for equity, um, which is also this database is also targeting minorities in very coercive ways, which maybe I'll talk about next month. But that database grew from we just want to target those those poor rural income families, very, you know, small number, a couple hundred people, to Every person in the state from birth to death for the rest of their lives, no opt-out, millions of dollars coming in from CDC. So is this about money or or is there something more uh, at stake here? Well, this, these vaccines are very profitable and you'll be hard-pressed to find a practitioner who provides vaccines to ever write an exemption in this state or any other state because they're that profitable and they don't have any liability so, I mean, they just, it's the bread and butter of a pediatrician, and I would encourage anyone seeing a pediatrician who is accredited with the American Academy of Pediatrics, every well visit is designed to vaccinate your child. And when you change your paradigm to understand that, that these well baby visits are really vaccine appointments, they're not about 
you know, what your mother or grandmother experienced where you only went to the doctor when you were sick. These are vaccination appointments that we call well baby appointments. Um, When you change your paradigm, you might want to change your practitioner because anyone under the American Academy of Pediatrics will lose their accreditation. And if they're in private practice, they will lose their insurance network if they write a certain. So they don't. Okay, we have a couple of minutes. Um, Johnny from Denver is on the line. Johnny, what's on your radar? Well, this this sounds like to me is what they did to the uh, the Tuskegee uh, Airmen, where they withhold uh, medication and, and gave them symptoms just to see what would happen. And then what happened to me when the doctor said they gave me the spinal tap to see if I was allergic to this medicine, medicine and then they, they gave it to me, and it ended up burning me from the inside out and 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 blinding me. They they were doing it on I guess I guess minorities and so forth, and now they seem like they're just pushing it towards everyone for whatever their their crazy reasons are. Uh, what does Ms. Long think about that? Okay, Pam, we have just quickly on that one. Well, the, the database it, it demonstrated that it does target minorities for these reminder recall home visits and um, from African-Americans, Latinos, and um, our Native, uh, uh, Native Alaskans. Um, they are very much in low-income families because I believe because they don't have the resources or the knowledge to know their their rights in, in every situation to know that they can say no. Well, and uh, th- I think this is a whole other conversation. Johnny in Denver, thank you so much. And Johnny, uh, as he mentioned, he was given a medication as a child that um, caused blindness. And so he's he's ver- on the forefront of this. And he's also running for State House. I think it's House District 5. Um, but uh, he's stepping forward to do that. So Pam Long, we're out of time. I so appreciate that. This is an important piece that we will be publishing this weekend uh, in the newsletter and on the website. So I so appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you so much, Kim. And uh, this is a quote from Hegel, and he said, to be independent of public opinion is the first formal condition of achieving anything great. And so, my friends, today be grateful, read great books, think good thoughts, listen to beautiful music, communicate and listen well, live honestly and authentically, strive for high ideals, and like Superman, stand for truth, justice, and the American way. My friends, you are not alone. God bless you, and God bless America.